Welcome to Prophetic Paraphrasing. <laughs> 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 yeah. That was good, though. That was good, Kate. Yeah. Welcome to prophetic paraphrasing. Yeah, just two two Christians. Two one, Christians. One of a Catholic variety, one of a Protestant variety, and one Buddhist. And one Buddhist. <laughs> just so, yeah. slightly unsure if he's Buddhist yet, but thinking he's probably Buddhist. One maybe Buddhist, and we're just discussing Bible stories together. Ooh, yep. You're like a Buddhist atheist with a Jewish background. Yeah. Some Jewish background. So a, a spiritually ambiguous man. Yep. And with, a tinge, <laughs> with a tinge of effective altruism. Yeah. <laughs> if that helps anyone understand me better. <laughs> and then Kate and Paige, who are unambiguous, but are ready to talk about some Bible <laughs> Actually know things about the Bible. <laughs> In other words. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Kate, do you want to explain what we're talking about? All right. Today, we are diving into the rich text of Ruth. Ooh. 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 Are you ready, Reed? Yeah, I read the book of Ruth back in college during my Hebrew Bible class, but I don't really remember anything about it, so you guys will have to... Wow. All right. It might be kind of interesting to hear Reed talk about, like, (laughs) what What do you you remember? remember? (laughs) Oh, no. So we know where we're starting from. Isn't there, like, an evil person in the story? Like, um... And I feel like there's... Um... Oh, man. What, wait, was the Book of Esther the one we were talking about last time? Were we, also, were we talking about Book of Ruth last time, too? We, we were talking about Ruth and Esther last time, but, yeah. yeah. Easily confused. Okay. But this is Ruth. Ruth, Ruth. I just remember, like, an evil person that tricks someone. But maybe I'm thinking of a different book about another woman in the bible i do think you're thinking about esther esther which would be a great podcast episode that we should do okay but stay tuned folks stay put, tuned. put a pin in that one yeah <laughs> all right well in that case i don't remember anything about <laughs> 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 no, no. that's okay that's why we're here <laughs> all right great yeah so all right we started this conversation several weeks ago now I mean, several maybe is exaggerating, but a few weeks ago, because we were talking about, like, what are some good marriages in the Bible, and Ruth came up, because Ruth and Boaz are, like, you know, pretty pretty high up there for me on my list of good marriages. Would you agree, Kate? Boaz is big. Boaz is big. We don't actually know much about their actual marriage, but they are one of the few, like, love stories in the Bible, Right. Kate. Like romantic love stories, yeah. yes, romantic yeah. love stories. So, which which makes it fun. Um, I'm not. Sure. Do you want to do you want to dive into the story, or what do you think? Um, I think that I I think that you should narrate, and Reed and I can comment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just refreshed my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I just read the Book of Ruth in preparation for this. But, okay, so, essentially, we talked a little bit about it last time, Reed, but this is what happens. So, Ruth's mother-in-law is Mm. Naomi. Naomi Mm. is from Israel, but they're having, you know, like, a rough time in Israel, or what, I don't actually know. Famine. Yes, famine Mm. is the historical context. There's no food to eat. Shoot. 
So that sucks. <laughs> Elimelech is Naomi's husband. And Elimelech and Naomi, they're like, we got to peace out and we got to find somewhere with food. So they go to Moab, the land of the Moabites. Hmm. Um, no idea geographically where that is, but I'm sure it's near Israel somewhere. It's in Utah. It's in Utah. Are <laughs> <laughs> the Mormons in Israel too? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not in Utah. I'm kidding. Oh. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not that. Yeah. No, I got you. Yeah. They're, so anyway, they go to Moab, and whilst there, they have, I don't know if they have their two sons there, but they have two sons that they either brought there with them or they had them there in Moab. These two sons become adult sons, and they marry two Moabite girls, so non, non-Jewish girls, um, but they get married. Then, um, we do not know exactly how, but Elimelech dies, and then both of Naomi's sons also die. So... Naomi has no husband and no sons, and she lives in ancient times, and she is a woman. So this is a really sucky predicament for Naomi. Oh, no. She also has these two Mm daughters-in-law, and I'm not, nor will I pretend to be an expert on the structure of, like, ancient Jewish family law, but it's my understanding generally speaking, that Naomi is broadly responsible for these two women at this point in time. Mm. Um, So she's in a pretty bad predicament. And anyway, doesn't have anyone to help her in Moab. She's like, I have no other option. I'm going to peace out and go back to Israel, where I think my people are, but I don't know, because we peaced out of there, you know? Like 20 years ago. Like a long time ago, yeah. Oh, okay. So, So, like, how do you... How, how do you travel back then? Are they just walking? I think they just walk it. Yeah, maybe some donkeys are involved, but like pretty mm. much foot travel. Mm. My, is my understanding. Mm. Um, and so Naomi must be like one heck of a great lady because her daughters-in-law are like, all right, you're going to Israel. We'll go to Israel with you. So they get up and they're getting ready to go. And Naomi's like, wait, wait a second, ladies, you're you're young your bodies are rocking and <laughs> it's a weird thing for me to say but, um okay she doesn't actually say that i'm oh. paraphrasing deeply here but oh. she essentially says you're young um some some nice moabite boys would definitely still want to get that mm-hmm. and would yeah. love to marry you and provide for you because we're all women in ancient times we don't have many options Use what use what your mama gave you and go out there and get that bread, girlfriend. <laughs> um, but like, I'll miss you. Yeah, <laughs> is what she says. And she also like Ooh. says some things about how she's old and like she's old. nobody wants like, her. She's a little sassy. She's like, mm-hmm. you know, like a, like even if I could get married and have a son, are you gonna wait for them to grow up? Like, what are you doing, man? Like, you can't stick with me. Aww. Yeah. She's like, I have nothing for you. Even even yeah. if I got married today and conceived two sons today, what are you gonna do? Just like wait for them to grow up so that they can provide for you? It's you kind know? of interesting that these daughter in laws even need this speech. Like, when did they figure this out? Like, when they well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Naomi must have been really great. Yeah, right. That they wanted to yeah. stick with her. Really loved yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So um, one of them, whose name is not Oprah, but is very close to Oprah, 
uh, what is her name? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Op- it's uh, Orpa. Orpa. Yeah, it's Orpa. Orpa. Orpa yeah. is the other daughter-in-law. Orpa's like, oh my gosh, I'm crying. I'm really sad to leave you because I love you, but you're right, and I'm like gonna stay here in Moab. Um, see you later. And but Ruth is super dedicated to Naomi and gives like the best speech of impassioned dedication of another human to another. Wow. In my opinion, like in the whole Bible, it's one of the best speeches she says. Yeah. Where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Um, and basically just says, I would rather die than be separated from you. And please don't send me away from you. Um, so Naomi figures out, like, okay, Ruth is really dedicated to me, this poor girl. But I also, I really love Ruth. And so they go together to Israel. They make the trek over there to Bethlehem, which Kate and I were talking about earlier. is a tiny town. And hmm. it's a lovely town. And wow, God must really yeah. love Bethlehem so much because, like, Jesus right. was born there. Jesus was born there. And we know it was a small town at the time, too. It's yeah. always been, to this day, it's a very small town. Yeah. To this day, it's a tiny town. Yeah. Does Bethlehem come up in other parts of the Bible, too? It's this, It's called the City of David. It's where King David oh. was from. I right? think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely okay. genealogically, he's from there. Because this is his, Ruth is David's great-grandmother, I think. Yes. Oh, so it's all interconnected. Okay. Yeah. So it's like Ruth to David to Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like rant. It's not like a random. It's not all random. Yeah. It's not all. They're like related. Yes. I see. These are important players. So Ruth is an ancestor of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Do we ever know why Naomi is so dedicated, or not Naomi? Why Ruth is so dedicated to Naomi? We don't know. I think we could just assume that they really loved each other. I think also something we're supposed to get from the story like why the text is there um is to show us some aspect of god's character right like that's why all the Mm. text is supposed to be there so Mm. i i would think that ruth's commitment to naomi shows that even in old testament times like the god of israel was also the god of everything and like the god of moabites Mm -hmm. if they wanted to be um, and that somehow, through Naomi, mm. Ruth had experienced this connection with the true, with the one true God. And, like, had experienced that kind of um, mm. love and devotion. And I'm, so that's maybe, like, some source of why she's so, mm. like, passionately dedicated to Naomi. Are there other times in the Bible where, like, I feel like the way that Ruth talks about Naomi is, like, you know, interesting if she's... The daughter-in-law like i feel like it's not just like oh i have the duty or the responsibility to follow you it's just like it's because i like love you like that seems like very mm-hmm. i don't know like like conjugal or i don't know i mean the fact that they're not like you know husband and wife like mm-hmm. is there other relationships like that in the bible they're like david and jonathan would be another example of mm-hmm. like platonic really passionate dedication to one another mm-hmm. um so King David and then like Saul, Saul, King Saul's son, Jonathan, mm-hmm. were best, best friends. And when Saul went crazy and like wanted to kill David because mm-hmm. he was jealous of him, 
mm-hmm. Jonathan warned David and they made a covenant together because they loved each other so much um, that they would you know like not hurt one another basically Jonathan was like dedicated to King David and not to his own father which was like pretty crazy um, right yeah so that's mm-hmm. another example of like a non-romantic kind of profession of mm. really deep love mm. um, in the Bible in the Old Testament mm. and then you know like Jesus and his disciples it's yeah. all over the New Testament mm. those kinds of professions I see and there's nothing sexual um, mm-hmm. in those relation, or like insinuated in those relationships but definitely a lot of intimacy so mm. yeah it's scattered throughout the Bible and like in the Garden of Eden, it's there between God and Adam as well, um, and then between God and Abel. So, yeah, there are lots of examples of mm-hmm. kind of like not sexualized mm-hmm. but really strong commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. We're going to Israel. We're going to Israel. Right. We're a Moabite in Israel. We're a Moabite. You're a foreign woman. That's they show up in this tiny town and the gossip starts because yeah. it's a small town. And because Ruth is not Jewish and it's like ancient Israel. So this is weird and unheard of for Ruth to be there. But she's like fully, in, fully invested um, in being part of Naomi's family. But they are just like two ladies and they're super poor and Ruth is like all right we got to get food somehow so it's barley harvest fall, fall. Hmm. just like now just kind of like now. this mid-september day <laughs> living in this this these two ladies apartment yes. <laughs> just a couple gals just a just couple gals, gals. <laughs> which one of you is naomi which one's your Ruth? i i don't know we're both um, we're both young yeah so they just got us, my God. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so Ruth goes to the barley fields of Naomi's relative. And like, so the harvesters are harvesting the barley and Ruth is like, what what's called gleaning, just like picking up what they leave behind. Hmm. And then Boaz yeah. is like, who's this girl? Who's this hottie? What's she up to in my small town? Yeah. That I'm related to everyone in. Yeah. (laughs) Who's the new girl? He does. He like asks his man uh, servant, yo, dude, who's the the new chick? And he says, yo, Boaz, this is the foreign chick that everybody's been talking about that came here with Naomi Mm. that is super dedicated to her mother-in-law. And so that he's really honoring her because everyone is really impressed with how Mm -hmm. Ruth behaved. Mm. Um, so everybody around town is saying like good stuff. Uh, what, what does Boaz call her later? Like a woman of honor or, um, I can't remember, but he really honored Ruth Ruth has a good reputation, Mm. but, um, so Boaz is quite taken with her and he, um, tells his manservant to allow Ruth to stay with his, female servants that are gleaning for him and to even like drop extra grain for her to pick up um and all this stuff and then he tells ruth you know like stay with my girls don't go to other people's fields because i've told my my men servants not to hurt you 
which I think we can read between the lines there and, and, and understand that in ancient times, women were pretty much like always susceptible to being assaulted and yeah, especially women that didn't have like a man at home to protect them, to hold people accountable. So Boaz was essentially saying, I'm taking you under my protection. You're going to have the same protection as my female servants. My men servants aren't going to hurt you. You can glean safely here and you can take whatever you want. And um, so big deal for Ruth. I'm sure she felt immensely relieved. Um, and is Naomi gleaning too? Or just Naomi's not gleaning. No, Naomi's like an old lady. She's at home chilling. Oh, so I don't know what she's is doing. Is Ruth getting barley for, for Naomi? Yeah. Ruth's oh, getting food. She's like providing so just for them. literally the best person. Yeah. Yeah. I like how like in today's society, I feel like you were just going to keep like living with your mom. Like you'd be seen as kind of, I don't know, maybe like a loser or, yeah. you know, just like, hey, you need to like move out or something else. But in this context, it's, it seems very honorable. Support yeah. Your, Supporting your, your family. Yeah, your aging relative. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And she really didn't have to, yeah. which makes it even more honorable. Hmm. But um, there's some other stuff too. Like they, mm-hmm. eat, they eat a meal together um, and Ruth... Ruth is like really grateful and you know they're getting to know each other they like each other a little bit maybe there's like old testament version of maybe some flirtation happening but Ruth like continues to go to his field she goes home she tells Naomi about it Naomi says oh my gosh Boaz like do you know that Boaz is actually one of our relatives and she says are not Ruth's blood relative not that that didn't happen back then but he's not Ruth's blood relative <laughs> he's Naomi's rel- Naomi's husband's relative mm-hmm. and so that means he's one of their redeemers which I just looked up is a very a significant word um, in this time mm. and basically a kinsman redeemer is like your closest relative if something bad happened to you your closest relative would have the duty to kind of like help you get back on your feet, whatever happened. So, um, like if you were super down on your luck and you had to sell your field to, um, settle a debt, then your kinsman redeemer, it was kind of their obligation to buy back your field and huh. give and give it back to you. So, um, that's an example in this context. It, it was really important for widows because, if you like if your brother marries someone and then passes away before he can have a child it's your job as his kinsman redeemer to make sure that his his bloodline continues and that someone will be there for to inherit from him Hmm. so um you can imagine it's like a blessing and a curse for the kinsman redeemer it's like you know very very important but also like a huge burden and a lot of expectation on that person's shoulder um so if you're unable to be someone if you're unable to redeem someone then then you kind of pass the duty on to the next closest relative and um so that's how that system works obviously flawed but they didn't have a welfare system back then so that was what they had going on and so Naomi figures out that Boaz is actually one of the possible redeemers for their family. Mm -hmm. Um, Because both of her sons died, there was 
you know, no immediate family member to marry Ruth and like continue Naomi's son's line. Um, so they're, that's why they're still in this position where they don't have a husband for, for Ruth. But Naomi devises a plan. It's a good one. It's a good one. Honestly, I'm thinking about trying it. I'm just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> I was just about to say it's so scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know the plan. Is. <laughs> I want to explain. Yeah, I'm sub Christian, please tell me <laughs> what the plan is. Okay. <laughs> okay, the plan. The plan was, Naomi said to Ruth, she said, girl, this is what you gotta do. Take a bath, get all, <laughs> get all smelling good, and um, Boaz is gonna be on the threshing floor. To be honest, don't know what threshing is. Kate, do you know what threshing it's is? It's when you're like beating the grain out of the stock. Okay. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Getting the barley, like the grains of barley to fall out of the... Out of the stock of grain yeah great so he was doing that and he was gonna be doing that all day and then he was gonna be sleeping in the like grain silo sounds like next to a pile of grain so naomi knew that that was what he was gonna be doing this day so she said ruth take a bath get to smelling good put some cute clothes on and then go sneak it to this man's bed essentially (laughs) and lay like remove the i don't know why but like she said to take the blankets off of his feet and then lay at the foot of his bed. I'm thinking she told her to take the blankets off the feet because everybody wakes up when their feet get cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. It's possible that was the reason. It made it into the Bible, that particular instruction. So I'm just like, why did she say that particularly? The Bible to like BuzzFeed quizzes. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This so, is like... I don't know. This is like this guy's fantasy or something. Yeah. Especially, I think Ruth was like kind of cute. Wow. Yeah. So, and she was, she recently bathed and had a a cute outfit on. (laughs) But she laid at his feet. He woke up and he, it says he saw a woman at the foot of his bed. And he's like, who are you? And she says, hey, Boaz, it's, you know, it's me. It's, it's before there were contacts or something. She, he, he knows her. He know, well, you know, it was dark. Maybe. It was dark. Yeah. yeah. And she says, it's me. It's Ruth. Um, by the way, you're my kinsman redeemer. And, like, please. But essentially, like, makes herself extremely vulnerable. Because think about the time frame that we're in. She is... At the foot of this man's sleeping place at night, um, alone with him, begging him to be her redeemer. And, like, she tells him that they have this relationship and basically just asks for him to bring her under his protection. And, um, And, again, like, has a pretty beautiful speech where she's asking for this from him. And he is so gentle and so kind in his response and basically just says Ruth wow I am honored that's that you want this for me and like has the most beautiful reciprocity between them and says there's actually someone that's even more closely related that is like in front of me in line 
but I'm going to do what's right and I'm going to, you know, clear it with him. And then if he doesn't want to be your redeemer, you know, I, I do, I want to be your redeemer. Wow. Yeah. This dude is going Isn't above and beyond. Integrity. 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 Yeah. And yeah. And it's, you don't think there's like, I don't know, some sort of ulterior motive. Like you just, well, I think he likes her. He likes her. So yeah. okay. to the extent that's like an ulterior motive. I think yeah. he admires her integrity her yeah he admires like the game recognizes game integrity recognizes integrity <laughs> yes Aww. they recognize they see one another they're they're, yeah. they're kindred spirits and um yeah so anyway the next day boaz oh it's funny actually i love this part because ruth goes home to naomi and she says i did what you told me to do it seems like it's going pretty well but like boaz is figuring some stuff out and ruth goes oh girl He's going to figure that out by the end of the day. Like, yeah. Naomi just calls it. She says, a man like that, he's going to have it figured out ASAP. So, and he does. Like, that same day, he goes and finds the other guy that is ahead of him in line. And he makes him sit down with, like, a bunch of elders of the city. He, like, gathers the community. So there's, like, a bunch of witnesses for, like, this wow. exchange that is taking yeah. place. Yeah. Smart. That's, that's yeah. a smart move. Yeah. I also think it's interesting he doesn't start out with talking about Ruth. He says, yeah. there's, yo, dude, our our cousin Elimelech, who died in Moab, he has this field that we need to redeem, or that someone needs to redeem. If you want to buy it, then buy it. But if you don't want to buy it, then I'll buy it. And this guy, he goes, okay, yeah, I'll buy it. And Boz goes, oh, by the way, you know... Also, too, though, if you buy the field, you have to marry Ruth because that's just the way things work, and um, you have to redeem her, too. And this guy goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. And Bo is like, well, I mean, if you don't want to, then I will. And this guy goes, yeah, you do it. And so Bo is like, all these witnesses heard you say you don't want that girl, but I do. And so then they trade sandals because... That's you know, what you do. That's what you do when you buy a wife. And <laughs> <laughs> you trade sandals with... The, with like, the person you make the deal with. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Well, at least at this time. Another man's shoes. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so why, why do you think he didn't mention Ruth at first in the deal making? I think, um... I don't know, I think it was a negotiation tactic where he was like, the real prize here is Ruth. And if I act like I want Ruth really badly, then this guy's going to want her yeah, too. Yeah, I see. And so he's like... He made it sound like a bad thing. He made it sound thing. like it was all about the field and that Ruth was like extra. Mm-hmm. And then this guy was like, oh, I don't know if I can do all that. Yeah. And yeah. Boaz was like, I can do all that. So Man, you have to buy this field and you have to you know marry this beautiful wife and it's going to suck and you're going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to do that. Wow. Yeah. Huh. True. Smart dude. Smart dude. Dude. So then, after that, they're able to get married, and yes. and they do get married, and hmm. um, then they have a son, Obed, I think is his name. Can't recall, but he is the like grandfather of David, King David. Yeah. Um, and for all we know, they live happily ever after. So. It's such a sweet story. So wait, so the lesson of the story, the reason it's in the Bible, is because of, you think because of Ruth's dedication to 
Naomi? Most sermons actually have to do with like the relationship between Ruth and Naomi combo with Boaz because mm-hmm. Boaz redeems them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a parallel between Jesus' relationship with mm-hmm. the church, like, um, which would have been more easy for people in Jesus' time to have the, the context to get the comparison because we don't really have like the same structure of kinsman redeemer but it was usually someone's brother like like you and Cole you know if Cole mm-hmm. lost all his money you would come in and like bail him out you know yeah and that I would do that yeah you would you would still do that and yeah. um back then not only would you do that because you loved him but you would do that because it was like the tradition and what you mm-hmm. were supposed to do um you are his kinsman redeemer and mm-hmm. like Jesus is our the same kind of thing like we are mm. his spiritual siblings i suppose because the lord is like adopting us into his family mm-hmm. but there is a debt that has to be paid and no one's willing to pay it except for our brother mm-hmm. which is jesus christ and so he steps in and bails us out um and in that way makes us whole again so we can like continue living life mm. the same way boaz you know by marrying ruth brings Ruth and Naomi under his protection and makes them whole again so that they don't have to Mm. be so worried about the way that they move through the world. So. Mm. That makes sense. I also think there's a lesson about, like, Ruth wasn't a Jewish woman. And so it's like, like, Boaz is her redeemer. And it's like a, a reflection or like an allegory for, like, Jesus is the like kinsman redeemer for all people like including non-jewish people mm-hmm. hmm. yeah that is beautiful and she is one of the most honored women in the bible and she's a gentile which is yeah. like pretty extraordinary mm-hmm. because she has the privilege of being a direct ancestor of of jesus christ yeah and she's not even jewish yeah mm-hmm. And she's also named in the Bible, which, like, very few very few women are. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a whole book just all about her. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Why would the, why would the Jews have put the, this book in their Bible then, too? Um, well, I think that it, I, I, maybe, like, from their first part, that would be my guess. I mean, as a non-Jewish person, it's hard for me to say exactly hmm. from the Jewish perspective, but I would guess, like... Old Testament writers thinking this story was important enough to put in their canon um, they were thinking about all the messages about um, God being the one true God you know even even Israel they understood that God was not just the God of Israel mm-hmm. God was the one true God and yeah. all the other nations had fake gods right so That's like the book of judges where they just kill all the other people the bad gods yeah yeah but like all the other people had the option to serve the one true god even though israel was Mm. the nation that the lord chose to like show his character through this one group of people Mm -hmm. he was still god of all groups of people Mm. um so i think that would have been important to i see the writers of the old testament i also think like um naomi's or Ruth's dedication to Naomi and her choice to come into 
the nation of Israel would be something that they really honored hmm. too. Or is, is God really talked about in this book at all? Like, is God mentioned? Or is it more... It's it's a metaphor. Yeah. Does that happen in other I mean, books too? Ruth, when Ruth, like, makes the decision to go to Israel with Naomi, she mm-hmm. says, like, your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Oh, I see. But, but there's no interaction with God, God doing certain things or... No, not no. in this story. Mm-hmm. But that happens, too, in... Um, in other stories as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, huh. Like Hosea, that whole book is just a story that is really about something much bigger than what the story is about, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Um, Ruth is kind of the same thing. It's a story of, about, it's a story about how God relates to us through the telling of how Boaz relates to Ruth and Naomi. I see. And how Ruth and Naomi relate to one another. So. Hmm. Right, Kate? Did yeah. you agree with that? Yeah. It's like an allegory. It's an allegory. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Wow. So Boaz is a, is a good guy because he doesn't take advantage of Ruth. And he is... The respectful dude, I guess, and like <laughs> yeah. seems to. What are the other things that we like about Boaz? I guess integrity. I mean, integrity. Yeah, yeah. When he was like making this deal with this guy, he like brought all the witnesses of the town so that everyone could see he was like doing it well. Effective dude. Yeah. I feel like he'd be a good employee. <laughs> he'd be a good employee. Yeah. He's a good boss, a good employee. Yeah. He yeah. also like I think. To me, I've always loved that Boaz didn't have to do this either. Yeah. Yeah. But he chose to mm. because of like some genuine love. He must mm. have had some genuine love for Ruth or yeah. or Ruth and Naomi together. Mm. Or yeah. like respect because he was not like their first in line, Kinsman Redeemer. Mm. And I think actually he could have forced the issue, like made the first in line guy mm-hmm. go with it. He didn't have to offer, Hey, if you don't want to buy this field and also marry Ruth and take care of her then I will do it for you mm-hmm. he could have been like hey elders number mm-hmm. one guys gotta step up because these women you know need mm-hmm. a redeemer um, but he wanted to marry Ruth because he liked her too right yeah. yeah so it's a love story it so is a love kinda, story it's like he doesn't like have to completely uh, yeah it's kind of like a combination of selflessness and like he just wants to marry her as a person a right? Beautiful it's an act of real love that's why mm-hmm. that's why I think it's beautiful. Mm. Like, it's not. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He like wa- he wants to redeem them. He loves them. Mm. You know. He wants to take care of them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Respect. There's a lot yeah. of good characters, so there's just no bad guys. Just people that die. <laughs> no bad guys. Know. Just dead guys. <laughs> just dead guys. <laughs> 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 it just yeah it's kind of interesting because it doesn't really have like i don't know like uh i guess the conflict is just that they're in a tough situation but there's no like yeah. i don't know it's not like anything really bad happens after people die really it just kind of all goes up from there just poverty poverty is the antagonist yeah, yeah. i see yeah poverty and being a woman yeah are the are the scary parts of the story 
Yeah. Wow. Great. Great cool. marriage in the Bible. Great marriage. Great love story. Cool. And All right. With that, we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> on Prophetic Paragraphs. <laughs> with oh, you have to... two Christians. And a Buddhist. And a Buddhist. <laughs>